So Psalm 32 <clears throat> begins, uh, Blessed is the man. Boy, it's full of interesting and exciting things for the church. And and starts out, Blessed is he. And uh, as as we look at the, these psalms, almost, not almost, every single one of them <clears throat> declares something that God has done for us. And then uh, as this, this psalm, it, it's addressed to the church, just like we find the scriptures are uh, written to the, to the church. It's, uh, uh, David <clears throat> says in this psalm in, uh, in uh, verse 6, For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. So it's written to, to those folks, and in, it's the same word that God uses to draw his people to his son in, in the gospel. And <clears throat> so it's your basic, your dual purpose, feed the flock and call people with the gospel scriptures. So blessed is, blessed is the man. And, and uh, <clears throat> this, uh, again, this psalm, uh, Paul quotes it in Romans, the fourth chapter, to illustrate some truths to those Jews to whom he was speaking. And and so all these all these psalms amplify the cause of blessedness, and we always find when we read these psalms that God is the the cause in in every one of these. And, and as we look at 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 these different ones in in Psalm uh, thirty uh, two and. Psalm 1 and Psalm 34 and Psalm 40 and Psalm 65 and Psalm 84 and Psalm 94 and Psalm 112. <clears throat> blessed, uh, in Psalm 112, it says, Blessed uh, is the man, and it's blessed because his heart is fixed on God. It's, and that's, a, that's an important thing for us to remember. His, his, his heart is fixed on God. It's established, it says, and it's, it's not afraid, and it's, it's trusting in God, and, and and that becomes very relevant as we look at this uh, Psalm 32, and as we look at all the Psalms, and and because they all amplify that the cause of blessedness, and that that word blessedness just means happiness. It's it's pretty simple. True, eternal happiness is based on what God has done, and <clears throat> Psalm 40 says many areas. Uh, Wonderful works, and then it goes on to to uh, have. Uh, there's a little bit of a prophecy in there about uh, uh, the gospel in Christ, and in that psalm, and verse five through seven, he says, "Lo, I come in the volume of a book. It is written of me." And <clears throat> so we find that David is. Uh, many times we find his things that he said interwoven with prophetic utterances by the savior as he, he speaks to us and and so this psalm begins it's it says uh, a psalm of david and then there's this hebrew word mashiel uh and that means uh what that word simply means is uh it's instructive and it come it's it's instructive or what they would call a didactive poem and that simply means it was written for the it was for the purpose of instruction <clears throat> and 
it's it's actually it's derived from a word that that indicates expert instruction <laughs> expert instruction <clears throat> so the things that are written here are not just idle words not just words that are nice and have a have a good pleasing sound they're they're written for the instruction of the church that's what uh, Paul wrote to, uh, in 1 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that's not instruction on how to obtain or acquire righteousness. It's instruction on how righteousness comes. Uh, and as all these psalms say, it all it's all because of God. Psalm 65 says, Blessed is the man whom thou choosest and causest to approach unto you. Uh, so we find the, that that teaching throughout all of them, and and the apostle Paul again quotes this psalm and and gives the relevance uh, to the expert instruction in his epistle to the Romans there in, in chapter four, and and again David David calls this the the prayer of the godly. Uh, what an interesting way that it. To, to view that he says for this shall everyone that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found <clears throat> and um, so he begins out here blessed or happy happiness eternal true unshakable happiness is he whose transgression is forgiven whose sin is covered now there's some interesting words here and thoughts that are kind of really critical to salvation and one's understanding of that miracle of God and why it alone brings true eternal happiness. And of course, we just mentioned that that word blessed means happiness. Then we have the word imputed. And imputed is kind of a bookkeeping term. Something is imputed to you, it's charged to your inventory, it's placed in your account. And uh, Paul, called, Paul in uh, Romans 4 kind of brings both sides of that. But in this psalm, it says, you're blessed when God doesn't charge your sin to your inventory. <laughs> now you think, wow, that's, a, that's something to make one happy. That's a, and at the end, he says, be glad in the Lord because he has taken care of this issue and he has fixed it where your sins are not charged to your account. They're, they're charged to another who is his son who made the payment for them. And he says, and rejoice, you righteous, you that have been made righteous by this transaction. Uh, Paul Paul calls it imputed righteousness because our, our righteousness that we have has been charged to our account, put in our inventory by Christ, not and not by what we've done. And uh, so... Uh, We'll look at that a little bit more as we get into Romans. But uh, very interesting words here. Forgiven. And, you know, it was interesting that that word, he says your your sins are forgiven. He said, that means lifted. That word forgiven there means lifted. Your burdens have been lifted off you and placed on another. As it says in uh, Isaiah 53, he's, he's laid the iniquities of us on his son, on Christ. And uh, he's uh, laid on him the iniquity of us all. And and then there's this word covered uh, here that we find uh, means to hide. 
And in verse 7 of this psalm, um, he says, Thou art my hiding place. Your sins are covered. They're hidden. And, and Christ turns out to be that, that hiding place. And then, of course, we have this word guile uh, that's used here in uh, the beginning here. Uh, Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity and in whose spirit there is no guile there's there's no falseness there's no treachery there's no deceitfulness <clears throat> and we find that is kind of applicable when we when we try to come unto God under false terms and false uh, uh, works and those kind of things <clears throat> that are deceitful from our heart and uh, <clears throat> they don't they don't do any good. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? That's what Jeremiah said in uh, chapter 17. And <clears throat> so uh, that's just an that's just a fact of an attribute of our natural heart is we try to come to try to come to God on our own. It's like Adam in the garden where he 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 tried to hide himself. He tried to hide his sin. And instead of it being hidden in Christ, he tried to hide it himself, and and he tried to supply his own righteousness and and blame God and all these deceitful, treacherous uh, uh, things that we find there that are exemplified in that. And so this first word we come to, in, and that, and this is where we want to kind of spend our time today and focus on is this word blessed, and it, and it means happy, happiness, true eternal happiness. It's not. It's not transitory, and it's not fickle. It's not variable. It's not unstable. It's solid. It's stable, and and that's because when when it's truly based in God, it's it's one hundred percent what God has done, and not something that we we do. <clears throat> uh, we we uh, Yvonne and I were just talking the other day about this. We we knew this. A lady up in Alaska, where we lived up there, and, she, and they were in the Air Force, and she was just uh, all over the place. She vacillated from one day to the next, from one minute to the next. Sometimes, oh, I'm I'm saved, I'm saved, I'm so happy, and then something would happen that was not good, or she'd think something, or say something, or do something, and then, oh, I can't, I'm not saved. And she just never really knew. <laughs> she just like one day I am, and one day I'm not. And and so emotionally, she was just all over the place because there was no stability in it because it was all based on what she had said or done, and and not what Christ had done in her behalf. And and it was just sad. And but you couldn't really explain it to her. <laughs> Well, the reason you're unhappy all the time is because uh, you don't believe the report. <laughs> you don't believe the report that Christ died for your sins, and and <clears throat> you know, back in in my time, back when before the Lord revealed His Son in me, uh, and I was just suffering pretty tremendously with Him showing me sin and things. I must have read Psalm 34 about a thousand times. <laughs> Because this poor man cried, and the Lord delivered him out of all his troubles. And I just kept reading that, kept reading, and not believing it. (laughs) 
because it hadn't been made true to me yet. Or it, it was true that the work was finished from before the foundation of the world, but he hadn't he hadn't made it personal to me yet. And when he did that, when he made that connection for me, then it was unlocked everything and wow it was wonderful and it was such a relief I remember thinking I could just float right off you know so it was such a relief the the remember when we said that word lifted well that's kind of what happened you know all your burden it was lifted off and and uh and take and he said take my yoke on you it's light it's easy but I couldn't do that myself I couldn't uh I couldn't make that relevant. I couldn't make it true myself, no matter how hard I try. It had to come from him. And when he did do it, then, of course, then, then it, was, uh, it was unshakable. It was stable. It was solid. And, and <clears throat> so, in, so common in religion that someone just talked into merely repeating, there's a guy on TV every day, two of them, I think, that come on all times. All you have to do is repeat this prayer. Just repeat after me and then call this 800 number and give us the, your bank account and, and everything will be fine. <laughs> you know, and, you know, maybe the Lord uses that, and, but maybe not. So uh, I think maybe it's a, a more of a case of when he makes himself known in you, then, then it will happen, but not because you... You re- repeated something and tried to put God in. Well, I said the prayer. I said the words. It says right here, if you say this, 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 and this, then God will do this, this, and this. And and no matter what condition your heart is in, uh, uh, so they leave that, they kind of leave that part out. So <clears throat> a profession that's based on something they did is, is it's just kind of the same as Paul gets into with those Jews in Romans, the fourth chapter. It's all based on mechanical physical things not spiritual things and and <clears throat> so uh, true happiness really just lies in one whom the Holy Spirit has done a work and r- then they recognize that salvation is is of the Lord that salvation is entirely of grace uh, it's just it's just sometimes words on a paper that we read and read and read and read and we just kind of gloss over it. But <clears throat> when the Lord makes them pertinent to you, makes them true to you, makes them real to you, then they become something entirely uh, more wonderful, something entirely different. And <clears throat> so as Paul writes here, a person who has been sovereignly made aware of their sin and the sacrifice which was made in their place uh, there's no free sin. Free, sin just does not get forgiven. It's paid for by somebody. It's either going to be paid for by you or it's been paid for by Christ. <clears throat> and there's no gray area in that. <clears throat> so their sins imputed to him are placed in his inventory and he took them to the cross and dealt with them. And <clears throat> to redeem them from the penalty of sin and in place his righteousness is imputed to them and placed in their inventory what a what a great deal <laughs> what a great deal but it's just words on paper if it's not made valid in your heart and 
you know, their their cause to believe the gospel and and the faith that they now have is not of themselves. It's a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And and so the knowledge that one's salvation doesn't really hinge on what they have done or are going to to do or or doing or or but it's it's based on faith that's a gift of God that's total reliance on Christ for salvation and that gives the children of God happiness because it doesn't depend on on me uh, 100% being faithful all the time or me doing this all the time or me not doing that all the time and you know John Mike was talking from 1st John this morning in the Bible class that you know, when we sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And if we say that we don't sin, we're just uh, we're just liars. And and <clears throat> so we have that to deal with. And and so our happiness, our eternal happiness, can't depend on that. It has to depend on the finished work of of Christ in our place. And and so when we have a bad day or a down day, things are not going well. Misfortune seems to strike. Their, their confidence in salvation seems to disappear like a vapor because it's all based on things, on physical things, and things they've done. And so they vacillate from one minute to the next. One minute they're saved, one minute they're not. And, and <clears throat> salvation, true salvation, in each one individually is a personal work of God. He comes to each one of his sheep. And and again, I, I mentioned that Psalm 34 really had no relevance, no, no help for me until he made it personal. And then when he did, I said, man, he did. I cried unto him and found out that he saved me out of all my troubles, you know. And, and, and then... We go forward from there. So when God reveals His Son in you, when God assures you that the work has been completed for you from before the foundation of the world, that in fact He He chose you, as as uh, Craig uh, brought out here in a Wednesday night class, uh, He chose you or elected you to salvation, that you were His from eternity, and He gave you to His only begotten Son to redeem from all that sin and to present you back to the Father spotless, your sins forgiven, lifted from you, paid for by Christ, and your sins covered or hidden in Him. Isn't that just a wonderful thing? To If that doesn't make a person happy, then there's no happiness for them to be had. And, and uh, so this word sin means covered, concealed, or hidden. In in Genesis, it means it's described as to wrap around. To wrap around because, uh, you know, Adam and his wife, they were, they were, they said, oh man, I'm naked. I don't have any covering. And so the Lord God made coats of skin and covered them. To, and it's, that word means to, to wrap around them. And uh, isn't that what, what he does with us, with his his righteousness, <clears throat> and 
Psalm 32 again in verse 7 acknowledges that Christ is our, our hiding place. Our sins are covered in Him and by Him and not by ourselves as Adam attempted to make his own fig leaf there and blame everybody. And So this then, this work of God Almighty, uh, I think that was brought out in a class here recently that uh, what can we do to work the works of God? They wanted to do all that magic stuff and and Jesus said, it's the work of God that you believe. <laughs> you can't do that on your own. It's not something you can manufacture. <clears throat> so this results in happiness which can't be removed. And it's solid. It's, it's inextricably uh, linked with humbleness. Because you know you didn't do it. It, and it, it makes you feel that the Lord says you are so valuable that even the hairs on your head are numbered how how much does he think of you and it's humbling because it's based solely in God and, and not in works of righteousness which we may or may not have done occasionally <laughs> occasionally we do some good thing and uh, it doesn't really count for the for righteousness, and that's what Paul brings out in Romans, the fourth chapter. And and so when one from the heart prays, God to be merciful to me, a sinner, there's there's truly there's already been a work of grace and power as one recognizes that where mercy comes from, it comes from God, and and it only comes from Him, and and that only the redeemed really come to the knowledge of their being a sinner uh, by they're a sinner by birth, uh, nature, and choice. But that's only really revealed to them in the new birth that gives them something to look at from a spiritual side. And so now we, we're going to kind of move from, from this Psalm 32 to the application that Paul makes of it, of this same text in, in Romans, the fourth chapter. If you want to turn in your Bibles there to Romans uh, chapter 4 and and he makes a, a direct connection to Abraham uh, and addresses a number of false religious notions that uh, lineage to Abraham equals one part necessary to salvation. We, we'd be Abraham's children. And, uh, you know, in modern days we might say, well, my whole family has been in church my whole family is religious. My whole family is blah blah blah, and, and but it's not an individual, personal uh, thing at that point. <clears throat> so when was Abraham saved? He brings us out. When was Abraham saved? Well, it was well before the law was given on Mount Sinai, and then it, it, the, the, one of the things that the Jews relied on was I've kept the law from my youth up I I do all the things that that God says to do or to not to do <clears throat> which was a lie and, <clears throat> and I've done all those and I well I started doing them yesterday well what about all the time before that <laughs> so and then circumcision in the New Testament that we find oftentimes that the Jews were always trying to impose circumcision on on those that were uh, 
proselyted into the Jewish religion, and and even those that became Christians, they said, "Well, I know I know you're saved, but you still need to be circumcised." And 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 they, and they missed the whole point of of what that was based on. And and so, what were the circumstances of God saving Abraham? Based on what? It's kind of what he's bringing out here. So in in Romans uh, chapter four, what shall we say then? That Abraham, our father, as pertaining to the flesh, has found things—things things of the flesh. He says, "What did Abraham do that made him savable or earned him salvation with God?" And and when we go back to Genesis, we find that God came to Abraham, not the reverse. God came, to, and it mentions that in Genesis, and then again in the New Testament. Uh, God God appeared to Abraham and and told him get you out of this country and away from your family and away from your kin and to a land that I will show you and Abraham believed him and it was counted to him for righteousness so so Paul writes in verse 2 of Romans 4 well if Abraham was justified by works he has whereof to glory he had, if he did so many good things that he earned salvation then then he would really have a reason to boast to be proud but but not before God because it didn't count with any of that would count with God and uh and then Stephen brings us up in Acts uh, chapter 7 and verse 2 he says Men and brethren and fathers, hearken, the Lord, the God of glory, appeared unto our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Charan. God appeared unto Abraham. And by faith, by total reliance on Christ for salvation, it's written in Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called to go into a place which he should sure should after receive for an inheritance obeyed and he went out not knowing whether he went by faith he he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob the heirs with him of the same promise for he looked for a city which found hath foundations whose builder and maker is God so he gives us a little insight into Abraham and how that happened he, he God appeared unto him and uh, by faith, uh, by total reliance on Christ, he he did what he obeyed God and did what he said. And so, in verse three of Romans four, Paul Paul writes, "For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness." And that's he's quoting Genesis fifteen six there. Well, this word counted is the same word as imputed that we find in Psalm 32. He believed God and it was imputed unto him for righteousness. What did he believe? He believed that Abraham, he says, Abraham saw my day and was glad. (laughs) And so, blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. That's the same word that we find in uh, Psalm 32, 2, and in, that we find in Genesis uh, fifteen six. <clears throat> and so now in Romans 4, 4, Now to him that worketh is the reward not reckoned of grace. So if you try to do something for your salvation... 
it's just chalked up as as more debt. It's just more debt that you owe. He says the re, the work him that worketh the reward is not reckoned of grace but debt, and that's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> but it's just another one of those phrases that you read in the Bible and until you're born again or you you believe made to believe, then it's it uh, just things that you read. It works equals more debt to God, and and contrarily it. It's bad enough that, that that happens, but it it denies the actual work which God has wrought in having His Son uh, go to the cross and die and pay the penalty for our sins. So it's kind of a double penalty there when you bring works to God and say, well, here's here's all my good things that I've done. I've kept the law from my youth up. I've tithed. I've been baptized. I do this. I do that. I'm... I'm all those things that we we constantly bring up. So in Romans four five he says, But to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. His faith, that total reliance on Christ for salvation is counted or imputed for righteousness. And again, self explanatory belief Without works is a function of grace and the righteousness of Christ is imputed or accounted to their uh, their account, placed in their inventory. Uh, remember in Hebrews chapter 4, it says, He that enters into his rest has ceased from his own works. Quit. Gave those up. And of course, now that's brought up again as we, we would look at the circumcision here in just a minute. But in verse 6 of Romans 4, even as David also described the blessedness, the happiness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. And so he kind of gives us the converse uh, of what it says in Psalm 32 that we're blessed because he doesn't impute our iniquities to our account, but he does impute Christ's righteousness to our account. <clears throat> Even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. It, and that's imputed righteousness. True eternal happiness is then based solely on what God has done and not based on works which we've done or said. It's an, it's an internal work, an internal knowledge, a heart knowledge. And, and it can't be obtained any other way other than he places, he says, I'll have, I have to give you a new heart. Can't use the old one. <clears throat> blessed, in verse 8, it says, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. And the reason he will not impute sin is because it's been placed in the inventory of someone else. That man is happy. That man is blessed based on Christ's substitution. And sin is is removed. It's not placed in your inventory or not charged to your account. Now in the next couple of verses, Paul removes reliance on another form of works, which is emblematic of, of any kind of works of the flesh. And that was the purpose of of that 
metaphor in the Old Testament of circumcision, which he brought up earlier in chapter 4. And now the act of circumcision was not effectual for salvation, but it was just typical, and it was just a metaphor for works of the flesh. And during the, the, the act of circumcision, flesh was cut away and discarded. And so it was just a picture of works of the flesh being cut away and thrown away, discarded, never counted on again. It's just a picture. And so Abraham believed God well before the the act of circumcision was instituted. It couldn't really then be applied as a work necessary to salvation as claimed by the Jews. You must be circumcised. And it's just really a picture of any kind of work of the flesh as a substitute for salvation Salvation by grace alone, by unmerited favor, not not of works which we have done, but by his mercy and by his grace he saved us. <clears throat> so and he calls that in verse six, he says, that's called righteousness without works. So happiness then is based completely on imputed righteousness, supplied by God, paid for by Christ on the cross, and then revealed to those that he laid down his life a ransom for through the gospel and causing them to believe that that gospel. We, we believe according to the working of his mighty power. Otherwise, we just wouldn't. <clears throat> so he uses all those things, and then he applies them to us in a personal way, each one. And so when we go to Christ to have our burden, our sin lifted, if we have that desire, it's because he is working that work. And the Spirit comes to us as it says in uh, Thessalonians elect we're, we know you're elect because the gospel came to you not in just word only but in power and in the Holy Spirit there was some effectual working there by God Almighty so <clears throat> that's our lesson our message for today is blessed is the man happy eternally happy, not based on what he has done, not based on what we do or haven't done or might do or might not do. It's what he, what he said, the children not having done any good or bad that the purpose of God according to election might stand. Not based on works, but based on what he has done for us and revealed to us. So be happy in that and be free. Mike will have a Closing hymn for us there.